everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Fashion Grunge Podcast. I am Lauren. And I'm Mikey. Hi, I'm Charles. Hey, there's three of us today. And we're talking Drop Dead Fred from 1991, directed by, I don't even know how to say his name. Is it Ate or Ate de, de Jean? He's Dutch. Yeah. That's okay. all I know. Um, but yes, yeah, so I don't know how to say his name, but yeah, he's the director. This movie, I'm super excited to talk about. I don't even know if that many people have seen it. So I guess I'll see by when this comes out on Wednesday. This will be out on Wednesday. So yeah, I'm excited to see if anyone's seen it. Anyone who's had an imaginary friend has to watch this movie. <laughs> yes, that was one of my first questions was, did either one of you ever have imaginary friends? No. You know, I didn't either. I had an imaginary friend, and embarrassingly enough, I became my imaginary friend. Yeah. I <laughs> what do you mean? It's so weird. So, I don't know. I guess to cope with whatever was going on back then, I became... So, I created... Do you, do you guys um, n- remember Sonny uh, uh, Clifford, the big red dog? Yeah. So, he was popular when we were kids, and um, I kind of took... a. a a note from him and I became a Sonny Red Dog or I had an imaginary friend called Sonny Red Dog. Well, I became him throughout my childhood and supposedly, and I've heard this story way too many times, so I don't know if it actually happened or not, but my subconscious thinks it did. Um, My mom kept telling me that I embarrassed her and my dad at a dinner party, like fancy dinner party and where I or Sunny Red Dog, I should say, pawed at the little candle in the middle of the dinner table <gasps> and knocked it over, didn't set anything on fire, but became so afraid of the fire that I ran under the table and barked ferociously. <gasps> oh my God. <laughs> and then I don't know what happened after that. <laughs> they like knocked you out. <laughs> right, they gave me some elephant tranquilizer. I have no idea. <laughs> Oh my god, wait, so that really happened? Yeah. Well, I mean, like I said, like you were sleepwalking or like were you conscious of the of the fact that you were doing this? It's well, it's so weird because it's like, like I said, like I've heard this story so many times, and even in my adulthood, my mom would bring it up once in a while where it's so so believable now, where I'm like, did this or didn't this happen? But because it has to happen. She says it verbatimly. So I'm like, okay. Yeah, the same way every time. So and I remember taunting like Reed when he was a kid because we were in the same neighborhood. And yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh, but, wow. But just like uh Phoebe Cates' character in this would always blame Fred for everything. I blamed Clifford, uh Sonny Red Dog, sorry. Um, and then inadvertently somehow became him. Yeah. To cope oh, with wow. whatever the fuck was going on back then. Oh wow, that's crazy! Isn't that, that's a, isn't that that's a movie, <laughs> right? That's, that's it's literally totally, a movie. Totally a movie. Well, so no one takes that idea. Yeah. Oh, I'm boring. I did not have one. I would think because I'm an only child that I would, but no. Yeah, I, I think that I just watched too much TV. So yeah, like... I just watched a lot of television. <laughs> like I think I just zoned out into like really thinking I was like. Uh, someone super cool because of watching TV. Yeah, <laughs> probably it. Yeah, I didn't have anything that interesting. Well, one of my things is this is one of my favorite childhood films, mm-hmm. and I had it on VHS, and I I probably do in the basement somewhere. But 
it's so weird because I haven't seen this in so long and it was on Netflix kind of recently and then it went away. Like it, it pops up here and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I don't think it is right now, but as we're recording, but it, it probably will in like the few months. And it's so weird watching it. And like, now that we're talking about the film way more in depth than just watching it, like it's super adult. And I can't believe I watched this when I was like 10 yeah. Like I watched it all the time. Like I love this tape. I, I just thought it was so funny and it's so weird. And yeah, but it's still one of my favorites. I mean, it's just so quirky and weird and, and hilarious. Yeah, it, it's weird. It's the, the pace is just like this, like wacky slapstick comedy and then it gets heavy. Yeah. Like, I mean, oh. it's like emotional abuse trauma yeah. train is about to like slam you. <laughs> like it also, it starts pretty heavy. Yeah. Like this, girl is fucked (laughs) like she's she's got like a shit car she's got her husband who's fucking leaving he's a like yeah i mean we'll get into it but like everything bad that could possibly happen not that the shit car is the first (laughs) awful thing that's happened but like i don't know why i said that first but i mean mean, it's weird i mean of all the tragedies in in this movie her choice of vehicle is like honestly the most pressing (laughs) her choice of clothes were the first oh, oppressive thing. First of yeah. all, I mean, I was going to talk about that later in the fashion section, but since we're talking about that, let's talk about how, as a kid, she was fucked to the get- from the get-go because oh, yeah. what parent dresses their kids like this? <laughs> I know. And then... She it- also looked like they never brushed her hair or right? even, like, bathed her when she was a kid. Like, they abused her from the start. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> kind of insane and her mom i mean wow like wow i i also would really like a prequel i want to know how she dated charles and got him to marry her yeah he just seems like a bachelor like he doesn't seem like a guy who's getting married he works for jaguar that should be uh your first uh red flag (laughs) yeah right it's kind of weird he's like seeing all like showing all these women like like single women question mark or sugar babies who are not going to sleep with you because they have a rich guy who's buying this car. Like poor Bonda. <laughs> I know she's not even credited. I, I was looking at her and I was like, is that Bridget Fonda? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. like, what two words in the whole damn movie? <laughs> yeah. But she, yeah, that that interaction was also really strange when she's like right by her dress. Oh, and she's like, <laughs> like, you have uh, nice fabric, it's slinky. <laughs> yeah, I was like, this is weird. But, and then I was like, is that Bridget Fonda? I was like, I didn't even know that was her because she's not credited anywhere. As like a viewer watching this movie is like fun, but it's just such a cringe worthy experience. There's like, oh god, no, no, no. I know. <laughs> You're just like, no, oh my god. So what are your first times, uh, Charles? When's the first time you saw this? I don't remember. I'm pretty sure I rented on VHS at some point. Um, so you were like pretty young. Yeah. So um, I guess it came out in 91, right? So mm-hmm. it was in about eight or nine. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Um, I, I think I watched it at some point around there. Um, and then, and 
like just watching it as a child is just kind of like a fun, you know, wacky m- movie to, to put on the background. But then like mm-hmm. I watched it again, like maybe, you know, 20 years later and it was just like, oh my God, is this, the, <laughs> is this the same movie? <laughs> like, yeah. Right. When the mom's like, you know, I just don't think I love you anymore. Like I used to, I was like, the fuck? Right. <laughs> the mom just say that to her and we're not expected to be like, no, when she literally talks about wanting to kill the mom with Fred, we're like, yeah. And then we're going to flip her out. Like, what? Yeah, like, what the fuck? Um, yeah, um, that's, I, I thought the actress who played her, the mom was like, did a, such a good job. Um, she's a terrifying mom. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, she's, uh, oh, yeah. Um, she, uh, I, I can't. She makes me so nervous, I can't even complete a sentence. <laughs> I know, she's so awful. God. What about you, Mike? When's the first time you saw it? So, kind of like Charles, I can't remember the exact first time I saw this, but I love watching it as a kid. I think I saw it on um, TNT or ABC. Or yeah, it used to be on TV. Um, but yeah, like Charles said, we were about like eight or nine. Um, it's always been a part of my growing up. I love the story um, that an adult having an imaginary friend was kind of cool. Um, yeah that's true you're like am i the only one you know Um, (laughs) i remember loving the bright colors of fred and his like crazy red hair all his outfits are like totally fucking amazing so cool Um, i recall repeating mega bitch and snot nose on a regular after watching it (laughs) yeah um the rest of my library of curse words and like quote-unquote bad were bad words were like a blessing from my brother um i learned (laughs) the time thank you josh um I love the childlike drawings in the beginning. Um, yeah, oh, yeah, the that was credits. Cool. I don't yeah, know if I maybe I missed it in the beginning, but was the illustrator like a child? <laughs> I don't know, or was it drawn specifically to make it look like it was? Yeah, a child? and I like the music that it was kind of. Um, it had in the background. It was very Tim Burton esque feel to it. Yeah, it very Edward Scissorhandsy. Um, watching it as an adult was very fun and nostalgic. And I got it. Mm-hmm. I got to introduce it to my friend Otter, who you talked with on my podcast the other day. Oh yeah. Um, the therapist waiting room reminded me of a therapist room I saw a few times um, when I saw a doctor way back when. The round shape of the waiting room. Um, it was intimidating. Really, you were in that round one. I was totally in one of those. Yeah, it was. It was like oh, intimidating wow. and scary for me back back then. Um, told you about my imaginary friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, that's so cool though i also know that kurt cobain apparently had an imaginary friend too so oh, that's I, the only I, other I that's the only totally random imaginary friend <laughs> i can totally see that um, so you're in good company <laughs> as an like i said as an adult seeing this again i um there's so many different things in this movie like whenever somebody gets fired in a movie mm-hmm. like they always have like a box of their stuff and it, yeah. it always feels like the walk of shame yeah, it does. And um, on the darker side of the story, like watching it through adult eyes, it's very cruel to any kid who has like verbal abusive parents or parents. Yeah. Um, kids have the ability to hold that through their adulthood. So it's very, Hell yeah. like I said, I mean, darker part of the story, but watching it through like adult eyes, you know, but yeah, it's, it's a, it's a fun, fun movie. It's very colorful. And um. It's such an original story, too, which, is which I like. And yeah. if I can quote this, um, I read this on uh, denofgeek.com. Uh, quote, mm-hmm. Drop Dead Fred is like mixing Mary Poppins with Beetlejuice, which is 
kind of kind of it <laughs> yeah that's true yeah it totally is um but that's that's my first impression <laughs> cool yeah i mean like yeah as i said it's one of my favorite childhood films i love it i think it's so funny and i and i would like a prequel of how she she dated charles i, I want to know the backstory of how they met <laughs> why is he into wine but works at a dealership like i don't understand like <laughs> right. i need more he i mean do you own the dealership i don't think you do so, like, why are you at some shishi wine party? And why are you calling women, like, types of wine? Ugh. No. <laughs> right? I don't like it. I don't like that that's their, like, no. cute nickname thing. No. I find that really obnoxious. So, yeah, that that's that was me as an adult being like, girl, how? why would you marry this man? You in danger, girl. <laughs> Get out. Girl, exactly. Get out. I mean, I, I sort of got the impression that, the, like, he was, like, the first man who had ever really shown her any attention yeah, right. It seems like he would yeah. be like her. Yeah, like well, one of dad, her. The dad was definitely there, but like completely mentally absent. I mean, the dad mm-hmm. pieced out though, and he pieced out exactly. When did yeah. he? When did he leave though? Like, was she like a kid? She was a kid was at that yeah. time when you saw him like walk out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and something happened, and she was like, he was like, da da da, and he grabbed his coat. He didn't have all of his stuff, but is that no. when he left? Yeah, when she when she and Fred made that mess with the cat food and all that. Oh, oh, so he That's when he was like, I have had the last draw. Yeah. God. Whatever draw. Yeah. (laughs) That's so crazy. I mean, God. I mean, it it also sucks too that like she. So she's getting alimony? (laughs) Like, I'm I'm wondering all these like adult questions. I'm like, so can we also shift her over to First Wives Club in like five years? (laughs) Like, I I mean, I mean, she would be a really. She like takes his ass to the cleaners, right? I mean, like, I mean, mean, yeah, like she, like, what does he do, and how is she still living in the same house but not working? And so, and and she gets to keep keep that car, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah, I was like. That is that car just the dealer car? <laughs> like, did she have to like take it back because he doesn't own it? He just takes whatever car he wants home, like like people who work in dealerships do. Like, what's the situation? But speaking like, of that house, if this was a horror movie, this is a come and kill me house. Like, it's right, the red door. Oh, I know. <laughs> it was like Freddy Krueger. Very Halloween movie town. Like, where was this movie supposed to take place? Minneapolis. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which I think they actually filmed there. Leading into our behind the scenes, I have a note that the budget was six point eight million, okay. and it made fourteen point eight domestically. So it did really well, actually, which is cool. Not, uh, not too shabby. No, for ninety one. Yeah. You know when people were just going to the theater, like that's how you would see it. You know, um, Tim Burton and Robin Williams were offered this as a director actor project, mm-hmm. and they turned it down. Oh, okay. Can yeah. you imagine this film? I can imagine that. Yeah. I can imagine Tim Burton and Robin Williams too. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, Tim Burton was working on. I'm sorry, not Tim Burton. Robin Williams was working on Hook at the same time, I believe. Oh, so I was say, what he decided what? to be Peter Pan instead. Yeah. Oh no, he's Captain Hook. Mm-mm. Captain Isn't Hook, he? Captain oh no, Captain Hook is the. I think, uh, yeah, I think Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman. That's yeah. the yeah, yeah yeah. Shit, I haven't seen that. In so and long. I think Tim Burton was working on Batman one or two. Yeah, I think right. Bat probably two. Right, I think Burton, one is yeah. like eighty nine. Mm-hmm. So the other one's like 92 or probably the same year, probably 91. Yeah. 
shit. That one's so good. We're, uh, we're going to do, uh, I guess people listening, me and Mikey are going to do Batman forever. We're not going to do it in order because I don't want to like focus too much on Batmans. But uh, if you check out Mikey's new podcast, Chips and Dish. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're talking cool. We're talking Marvel films right now. So if oh, you're Marvel you, film, like the timeline. Yeah, from the timeline order. So we're we've done uh we've just done the first captain america and then captain marvel oh, cool. um so yeah so that's that's coming out soon so then uh then me and charles are going to do indecent proposal so get your erotic thriller popcorn <laughs> ready because we're going to dive into that and see what the big deal with that genre was in the 90s because it was like a definite it was like it was a big deal I, it was a, and michael no, douglas was like at the helm yeah. like <laughs> mostly he's in so many of them <laughs> so yeah um and then sid and nancy i'm gonna do with john oh, nice coming up soon too with gary oldman so stoked about that so that's what's on the schedule um yeah we already talked about uh filmed in minneapolis and apparently it was reported that prince used to visit the set every day i read that and i wanted is that true well i was trying to delve deeper into it and i couldn't find anything like why from minneapolis bulking the set Yeah, like he was. Yeah, it said that he was like admiring the costumes. I was like, that's cool. Like filming the costumes were awesome. Was he filming Mm -hmm. a movie at the same time? I think Purple Rain had already come out. That's what I thought. What he's in something else though, right? Does he just have Purple Rain, or does he have another movie too? But I can't remember what it was. Yeah, he lives in Minneapolis though, so very well. Like if yeah, he's always lived there because he's from there. I'm gonna stalk stalk the uh, set of this other movie. Hell yeah, nothing really films up there. So I guess if you're like, oh, cool, like I'll go check this out. Yeah. Um, and also Gene Siskel said it was one of the worst films he's ever seen. I think, <laughs> I, I, I think he said it, specifically it was the worst movie of 1991. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> well, that's bad. But I was like, what? It wasn't that bad. So um, I don't know. But, I mean, you know, that's fine because this movie is going to live forever and Gene Siskel didn't. <laughs> oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Bur- yeah. and i ooh, jasmine <laughs> and your uh, gif here and i oh my gosh that's so funny so mikey what do you have for behind the scenes notes so like you said tim burton was originally asked to direct but turned it down robin Moore cool. was asked um to play fred but turned it down um renona Ryder, along with julia roberts molly bringwald and jennifer connelly were up for the role of lizzie julia roberts yeah Ugh. Oh. No, I know, right? I can't imagine. I mean, Jennifer Connelly, they kind of look similar. Jennifer Connelly, yeah, they do. What's her I, and I, same with Winona, too. I, I, I feel like too. Jennifer Connelly was sort of in this type of role when she did Labyrinth, right? Yeah, very, true. very much. That was 80s, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Um, there was talk of a remake years back that would star Russell Brandt, but thankfully was short lived. Um, <sighs> I could see Russell Brand like doing yeah. that. Yeah, I totally can. I mean, yeah. I don't like him very much. Sorry about it, but I, I he's okay. I mean, he's gone really in a certain direction on his YouTube channel. He's like very metaphysical, philosophical conversation, and like so, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, I guess interesting. But uh, when a sequel was asked way back when, Rick said um, the guy who played Fred said, uh, "I know, R.I.P." Um, so then they apparently back then asked Jim Carrey to do it, but budget difficulties, I don't know what that entailed. Um, the project was shelved. Shit. Yeah. I wonder if this is something they would ever do. Like a remake? 
Yeah, like I mean, or soon. People. Yeah, they might. I mean, I mean, they've been remaking everything, so <laughs> yeah, I mean, they, they literally have. I mean, yeah, they could. They they clearly are just not capable of coming up with with an original fucking storyline. So I mean, I know like, because we have that. I think we talked about it on. I don't remember if it was Mikey's podcast or the last one we did together, but they have that goddamn pandemic movie with that Archie from Riverdale. Oh, right. I was like, we oh, don't yeah. want this. <laughs> I was like, we don't <laughs> want like all these people in these like. Uh, quarantine camps from COVID-23. I was like, no. I was like, we don't. And people, I read some article the other day that was like, please don't make the Capitol riots the 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 plot of your next film. They're like pleading yeah. with directors. Like, please, no. Like, And then kind of what I, what Lauren and I were talking about on my podcast, like with Wonder Woman 3, which is apparently scripted already, um, Patty Jenkins, the director, wants to incorporate the virus. And I'm like, no. No. Oh. Yeah, what? like leave, no. leave the superhero world out of your shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> I was like, no. So, God, that's so crazy. Mm. Okay, sorry. Keep going. Oh no, but that was that was all my production notes. I didn't have many. Oh, sweet. All right, Charles. What did you find out? Okay, so um, these were the actors who were considered for the role of Charles. Okay. Oh yeah. Who? Um, Alec Baldwin. I can see, see that. Yeah. John Getz. Who? Um. Uh. I don't know. He's he's in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Yeah, we have to do that one too. Um. Uh. Uh. Jeff Goldblum. I can see that too. Uh, I guess I don't see him like cheating though. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, know. but I see him being the suave guy. But I don't yeah. think I see cheating. Uh, Jeffrey Jones, who is the principal in Ferris Bueller. Ew. No. And, no. <laughs> and brace yourself oh my god rick moranis Ew. shut the fuck up as charles so he would be dropped at fred I get right. no. rick, rick, rick moranis would be another one of those uh imaginary friends in the therapist's office yeah that, he would, he would, he would be, uh, okay like, the, like the nerdy neighbor that lusts okay after lizzie <laughs> oh i like mickey he's cute um okay and then these are a list of the actors who were considered for the role of Mickey. Okay. Ooh, okay. Josh Brolin. Josh Brolin. <laughs> uh, well, I see Daddy. <laughs> uh, I see another meme talking about Thanos like, in a sexual way. I can't. It's too much. Uh, too- M- Michael J. Fox. Okay. Um, yeah, I can see that. Uh, Anthony Michael Hall. Okay. Okay. What Matthew, happened to him? Uh, I don't know. Um, uh, Matthew Modine. Okay. Keanu Reeves and Charlie no. Sheen. No. No. Uh, Wait, who's the last one? <laughs> uh, Ch- Charlie Sheen. No. Yeah. No. Um, okay. And then, um, so I'm not sure if I was reading this correctly, but I think on Rotten Tomatoes, this movie has a critic score of 11%, but yeah. it has an audience score of 77%. See? So, yeah. That's what, that's what, that's what's so cool about Rotten Tomatoes. They had that when the first Dave, one of the new Dave Chappelle specials came up Hello? and it was like all the critics were like zero. Yeah. Like it literally, they said like it was awful. He was rude. And the, the audience was like 98%. Mm-hmm. It was like, everyone loves this. Like, yeah. fuck you. <laughs> like, it's just like, <laughs> uh, it's cool. Um, okay. And then I wanted to talk about the actress who played uh, 
Lizzie's mom. Yeah. Um, so wait, did you ever find out if any any other actresses were considered for that one, or even Fred, or were, do you think those were like, like, do you think they attached Fred first? I um I don't remember. I think that I sort of got the impression that um Rick Nail is that is that how how, how you yeah, think so, yeah I sort of got the impression that he kind of got attached early and they kind of worked around it. It seems like it was improv. Yeah, I mean I know he's a comedian anyway, um but like it it just seems like improv. Like it seems like this was like him. That's what he's yeah. famous for, right? Being a comedian in the UK. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, R.I.P. Yeah. I believe he died like two thousand thirteen. Oh, 13? Oh, yeah. shit. That was a long time ago. 14, yeah. 14. Yeah. Um, oh, so uh, M- Marsha Mason, who plays L- Lizzie's mom, was, yeah. um, so, like, during, like, the mid to late 70s and early 80s, she was, like, considered, like, a very well-respected and, like, you know, kind of, like, you know, um, you know, like, um, you know, like, you know, like just good, good actress who, you know, was, um, who just did very well for herself. Mm-hmm. And, between, oh, wow. and between the, um, the years of 1974 and 1982, she was nominated for a best Act- actress Oscar four times. What? Yeah. For- wow. Um, yeah. So in 1974, she was nominated for a movie called C- Cinderella Liberty, where she played a, where I think like James Kahn played like a sailor who was on shore leave and like she played a sex worker and like um you know like uh they kind of like you know spent some time together and um then she she, um and then in 1973 she married the playwright slash um screen screenwriter neil simon yeah my and, mom told me that when she saw her she was like oh she was married to neil simon and so then um her next three oscars were all in like movies that were um i think written in I don't, i'm not sure if neil simon directed but they were written by like neil, neil simon so she was like his main oh. muse um and um then um they um divorced in 1983 and like because like they had been sort of like seen as like a package deal, her career took like a, you know, not like it didn't like die, but took like a steep like you know crash. And oh, so, because they weren't working together anymore. Yeah, and so she gave an interview in 1985, which um to a reporter, which I found to be kind of touching, and um she was just talking about her divorce, and she said, "I thought I wasn't attractive or talented anymore." I, I cried easily and was depressed and r- removed. I became emotionally in- insecure about what the second half of my life would, would, would bring. I was angry, scared, frightened, and lonely. Um, I, I, I thought that the marriage would last forever. Aww. And um, this is to bring s- sympathy to her now because in Drop Dead Fred, her character is a fucking monster. Oh my god, I know, right? <laughs> well, now you kind of, and now this is really interesting. Now that I, um, now that we bring that up, because Neil Simon is like a super uh, famous like playwright yeah. director, like in general, 
and screenwriter. So uh, he was married uh, four to-, uh, to four different women, three oh. kids. But he was married to Marsha Mason from 73 to 83. Yes. And then he was married twice to the same woman, oh, really? Diane Lander. He married her in 87, divorced in 88, then remarried her again in 90, and then divorced in 98. And then oh. he married uh, Elaine Joyce up until his death from 99 to 18 oh, wow. when he died. Oh, wow. So I'm wondering if, like, I mean, there was a four-year gap between when she divorced him, but that probably happening to her really helped her channel that character Mm -hmm. especially being like i don't think she had any children by him but especially being like the guy left and like she's divorced and like it you know like i think that played into like her her anger it has to be her real life she was going through a lot from her real life uh, divorce Mm. speaking of marriage marriage, i didn't know that phoebe cates was married to kevin klein that was fun what she was or she is yeah Oh, she still is? Yeah. And she hasn't acted since, like, early 2000s? Yeah, she's retired, right? I think. I think oh. So, yeah. I was going to say the last thing Marsha Mason was in, the mom, was uh, Grace and Frankie on Netflix. Oh, okay. She's in seven episodes of that. Wow, I had no idea she was married to Kevin Klein. Right? I saw him recently, and I was like, oh, yeah, where's he been? Yeah. Kevin he, all I know Phoebe Cates is, is from, like, Fast Times. He, Phoebe Cates is in Gremlins 1 and 2. She's the girlfriend. Oh, yeah, you're right. I guess those are like her famous ones. Even on IMDb, it's like Drop Dead Fred Gremlins and Fast Times. It's like the one she's known for. Wow. (laughs) That's so crazy. Um, Oh, and then um, I wasn't sure if this was the right place or not, but I um, I read an article about like actual imaginary friends. Oh, yeah. And so so it's an article by a woman named Allie Volpe. And... um, it's uh, for a publication called the The Atlantic, and mm-hmm. it's um, called Why Kids Invent Im- Imaginary Friends, and um, um, like um, she said that it's like most common for children between the ages of three and eleven to have okay. imaginary friends pop up, and that um, that uh, children who have imaginary friends tend to be. M- more creative when they grow up versus children who don't. Um, Mike. (laughs) (laughs) You know how to draw really well and you're really creative. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, According to a 2004 study, 65% of children have, um, have had an imaginary friend by the age of seven. Wow. Um, Which I was like, Whoa, really? Um, And like, um, little girls tend to like their imaginary friends tend to be like baby animals or or humans and their relationship is a lot more nurturing and little boys, their imaginary friends tend to be like superheroes or like things with powers, you know? Oh, cool. Um, And um, then, um, um, and um, they, um, and psychiatrists agree that imaginary friends basically fulfill three basic needs um, one being competence, relatedness, and autonomy. Um, so, like, um, a like child feels competent because it, it can basically have like this being that's real to them and tell them what to do. Be like, oh, this is how you eat salad, you know, or oh, okay. um, and you know, like, um, you know, and they um, said you know that children basically relate to their imaginary friends as they would to like actual people, um, and 
um, that um, and that um, and that like children having an imaginary friend basically gives them a little bit of like control over adults. So that's why you'll have children who will be like, oh, well, if you're making dinner, then make d dinner for my imaginary friend too, mom. Um, you know, <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and um, you know, so it just allows them to take, take back a little little bit of power. And um, then, and then um, I did find this line to be very entertaining, um, but all of this can be very frustrating for parents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, could you imagine? <laughs> so funny. Well, I got handed the shit stick then. I not only had an animal as an imaginary friend, but it was a dog that was afraid of table fire. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I became him. Okay. <laughs> I know. You, you like turned into him. Is there an article for that? <laughs> Gosh, wow. So crazy. Wait, did they give you any medication to make it go away? Or did it just go away on its own? Oh, for me? Yeah. You're um, like, what are you talking about? I just believe it went away. Yeah. Yeah, you just stopped talking about it. No, That's I mean, so like, I did have years of therapy, but that was, you know, something <laughs> <Yes>. else. <laughs> That's so funny. Wow, that's so crazy. That's really yeah. interesting, though. Yeah, that's really interesting, though. Good, uh, good real life uh, tidbit in there. Right. Um, let's get into the best part: Ooh. the fashion. Fashion. Oh my god! Let's talk about that fucking awful outfit that Lizzie's wearing in the very beginning. It <laughs> what is that? To quote Tim Gunn, I believe it's dowdy. <laughs> it's extremely okay. dowdy. So, everything she so... everything she wears is very maternity ish. It's very like Branch Davidian. <laughs> it's very like culty, like like weird prairie cult. Uh, I just, I don't know. It's super weird. Like I I don't know. The fucking it was so bad because you see her driving and you're like, oh god, the headband, the fucking collar on the shirt underneath the like smock dress. I can't. And then she she gets out. <laughs> she like gets out of the car. And then I'm like, oh my god, the socks, the length of the dress, the socks. And then those like weird shoes. I was like, oh no. Flats and the bag. It's like it's so bad. Yeah. Then of course you see the woman that's like 80s bitch executive realness, like <laughs> walk in with like high heels, like Sharon Stone and basic instinct. Oh, is that her um is that Carrie Fisher? Yeah. No, that's just a no other woman that's like coming in to the dealership. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the very beginning. It's just like just some fabulous like glamorous woman that she's definitely not and that woman's all like suit hair all done like fancy and then she's like hi charles um and I, and I was like, but, oh, like everybody God. else had like better fashion like carrie fisher was amazing her yeah she looked great her mother's even though her mother was a mega bitch um all of her mother's wardrobe i feel like my mom had all of those as a real estate agent all of her <laughs> yeah it's very 80 all of her suits and blouses look great like yeah you know, pink yeah pink is like her color like she loves pink yeah it's true she just looks so frumpy yes i don't get it <laughs> it's very weird i don't know i found that super weird well, like fred outfits all of them were amazing like the green and I think one of my favorites, if I can just blurt that out real quick, was like the pirate outfit. I was gonna say, which is your? I was gonna say, what's everyone's favorite Fred outfit? Definitely the so pirate, yours is a pirate one. The pirate coat uh, yeah. and the tuxedo jacket. 
Oh yeah, I think mine was what he wore to the art thing. Oh yeah, that was cool. The yeah. suit. Yeah. Yeah. My favorite is the burglar because oh. <laughs> he looks like Kurt Cobain, <laughs> and he has like this like striped sweater that he made with like paint mm-hmm. and his finger, and then he made one for a snot face. <laughs> and he's like, "Here, I made your yeah, I made your sweater stripey," <laughs> and they like gives him this really like, super like jank looking grungy sweater. I'm like, "Love it." <laughs> <laughs> Go on brand, love it. I like love that. That's one of my favorite scenes too. Like the burglar. <laughs> I loved it. I loved his Jimmy Neutron type hair at the party scene. Yeah, I know. It's like a flame. Yeah, it looked like that weird flame. What is that fucking cartoon? Jimmy Neutron. It's like no, it's another one. It's like uh, it's like something like I think it's like Hades in one of those like Hercules, oh, yeah. and his head is like blue fire. Yeah, his head is like blue flame or something. Yeah, it like reminded me of that too. That was super cool. <laughs> yeah, I love the just the main one, like his main jacket. Mm-hmm. I love that like green thing. It's super cool. Like the, the way it's like double breasted, but like buttoned all high. Mm-hmm. And then I like the yellow, and I love the red shoes. Oh yeah, I love that it's like green, the yellow shirt, and the red shoes. Like I think it's so cool that he yeah, all those are all of his colors. I think it's awesome. The one thing I did like about Lizzie's, like, I mean, her word, her all of her wardrobe like hurt my feelings, but like her hat, <laughs> her hat was amazing. Like uh, the with the brim, um, it's like it was like a blue. I don't. I'm not familiar with names, but you know what? What hat does she have on? Like she's at the mall and they're doing that like violin scene or something. Is oh, it? and she's got the like. It's rounded at the top, but then like flares out at the. Yeah, bottom. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I like that. It was very cute. <laughs> I like her. I like her post makeover. I, that crazy when she has the matching outfit with the mom. Yeah, with like the I blue did, jacket, like the pink shirt, and then I did like the purple outfit she was wearing at the party. Yeah, I like that one too. I think that one's really cool. I also like the final outfit that she's wearing at the end with. Mickey with like the jeans yeah. and like these suspenders. Yeah, oh, it was yeah. cool. Yeah, it was, was super cool. That was cute. I liked it. Uh, yeah, I really like that one too. That one's so cool. I also really love Fred's outfit when he's in the boardroom. <laughs> oh, yeah, like in Carrie Fisher spot because it's like a blazer, but he doesn't have a tie on. Yeah, it's like a green blazer with stripes, and he has that yellow shirt, but the collars are like sticking out. Yeah, when they're. Supposed- I think he looks really cool there. Yeah. But I also love Carrie Fisher's outfit yeah. when she's at the boardroom, like at her job. Oh, Carrie yeah. Fisher. Carrie Fisher in this movie looks exactly like Jamie Lee Curtis in Freaky Friday. She okay. really does. Like, they're like kind of the same person. I love Carrie Fisher in this. She's like my favorite. Like, she's and so good. It's, it's not a fashion statement, but it's in my fashion notes is her boathouse. Oh, yeah. Like, is beyond amazing. Oh, so cool. the house is just and so amazing. Like, the river condominium. Yeah, <laughs> it's not a houseboat. It's a river condominium. <laughs> so cool. I also like. Uh, I kind of. Uh, she went a little frumpy. Like, okay, uh, what's her name? Lizzie was frumpy on the boat when she's mm. by herself. She has that white sweater on and one of those like prairie dresses again. I was like, ooh. And then when at the very end, when she's in that fantasy and she's like back with Charles and she's like making him all the food, that dress that she goes back into like you know her childhood, that one's kind of frumpy too. Mm, yeah, it's like a long sleeve plaid, but it like goes all the way down to the floor almost. I was like girl you looked good for a while now we're back on frumps like no like you have no waist in that thing like what are you doing 
I was like, oh no. But I do find Charles like kind of charming though. Really? Like, yeah, kind of. I mean, I know he's like an asshole and everything, but like, Mickey's weird. (laughs) Like the fact that Mickey's (laughs) tore up that like restaurant with her. I mean, I know it sounds really funny, but like, I mean, I don't, he doesn't have that suave thing. I can see why she went for Charles. Let's put it that way. I don't want to marry him, but I can see why she went for Charles. And I can see why she was a little more hesitant when Mickey was around. She didn't immediately be like, oh, nice. I always liked this guy. She was kind of like, oh, yeah, hey. It (laughs) would be kind of cool if there's like a movie with like two parallel storylines about like how she ended up with Charles and Mickey ended up with like his wife and like how that fell apart. Yeah, that would be interesting. I like Mickey. Yeah. I think he's cool. Um, but he does drive a truck, which is very manly. He does a beat up one. Yes, <laughs> not a Jaguar that he borrowed from his job. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like literally. I'm like, but how does he have that really nice apartment though? Like Charles. I mean, I, I mean, I guess they both do. Like, does, how guess, much does he make? I guess Jaguars provide a lot of commission. I don't know. Yeah, I guess they. Well, yeah, they probably do. But yeah, God, it's so weird. We're thinking of all these like real world problems. Um, like, <laughs> I and I feel like the um like the hidden sex symbol of of this movie was Murray, who Carrie Fisher was um banging, and um I found I he I thought he had a filthy mouth and that kind of turned me on oh my god yeah, you're like <laughs> really wet dreams or whatever he said yeah. yeah i know i was like i love when she's when she tells uh lizzie she's like he's an animal she's like you mean he goes all night she's like no i mean he like shits in the corner <laughs> no of course like, I, I mean he like eats with his hands and like shits in the corner no <laughs> it's not like an actual animal <laughs> she's like oh I was like, oh my god. I was like, but I don't know. It's just kind of weird. I'm like, why and why were you willing to go back with him when he banged this chick on your couch? Right. <laughs> like, why? Although I did think it was so funny when Fred just kept popping in. He was like, oh, what are you doing? Oh no, this isn't how the pigeons do it. He's gonna do with you what he did to Annabella. And she's like, shut up, Fred. <laughs> and then he's like, oh, that's it. It's him or me. I was like, wait, so she can't have a side piece imaginary friend, but you can have a whole woman that you're sleeping with on the couch? No, bitch. That's not how this is gonna happen. Let her keep her imaginary friend. What's the difference? Right. Like, what's the difference? Mm-hmm. My God. Ugh. Wow, it was it's a mess, but yeah, I did think that Charles was a bit more charming than Mickey. Mickey was kind of Mickey's got some screws loose too. Yeah, like let's be real, he's not completely. Uh, that's why I talked to him. <laughs> yeah, I mean he is really cute. Yeah. He's in a really great SVU episode too. Oh really? Uh, Ron Elder, yeah, oh, that actor. You know he was also in. He was also in that movie Sleepers. Nick Madden. Yes. Oh my god, I can't wait to do that yeah. one. That one's like a fucking. That one's I've so. Only- Good. I've only seen half of that movie, I think. Oh, oh shit. Um, really good. Oh, and then he's also in this really great movie that came out in like 2003 with uh, Jennifer Connelly and Ben Kingsley called The House of Sand and Fog. That is like, it's 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 it's, it's like good, but it's like, oh. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. Shit. yeah. It, that, was, that movie was on my list for a while. Yeah. Which one? The House uh, of Sand uh, and Fog? Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah, he's, I really like him. He's really cool. <laughs> he's like, Cool. I, he's 55 now i think he date. i think he dated juliana margulies for like almost 10 years or something and then they like oh, okay. broke out i don't know wow phoebe cates has been married to kevin klein since 1989 oh, wow. oh wow 
That's so nuts. <laughs> I had no idea. How yeah. do you like not? And they have, they have kids, right? Yeah, they're one of their kids is uh Frankie Cosmos. It's like she's like a famous musician. Oh. And she was in the band called Porches. Yeah, that's the well, that's their daughter. Interesting. That's crazy. Oh, cool. Learn something new every day. Right? <laughs> um, do you guys have any more fashion notes? No. I don't think cool. so. Cool. All right. Well, there isn't really any music. I did like the instrumentals and the score attached to the, the film but yeah there wasn't any music so i didn't have any notes for that no, i was uh danny elf i mean sorry randy oh Danny Ed- no 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 randy Ed- edelman but he has oh, okay a very, he has a very danny elfman uh same kind of uh style right thank you yeah wait is danny elfman the one that works with tim burton yes oh okay i was gonna say because i know tim burton like works with like the same like a lot of the same like cinematographer like music like it had a very um tim burton like style mm-hmm. like the music was, like, whimsical but like kind of weird yeah at the same time which is cool um sweet all right so favorite scenes and lines so who's got uh charles what's your first um favorite scene um i um love the line i love those breaking noises um mm-hmm. <laughs> i have that too um, <laughs> And then, um, I love um, towards the end when um, Lizzie is with Janie and she's like power walking al- along the, the river and like furiously sm- smoking a cigarette. And, um, and like J- J- Janie says a quote, you have Charles back and I have all those round zeros. Thank you, Drop Red Fred. <laughs> she needs also to be in first wise <laughs> yeah totally her and the mom i think they would they wouldn't probably get along but she would be great with like goldie hawn i'd love Very. a spinoff with Janie from from uh from Ed Fred and elise from uh, <laughs> oh my god that would be amazing <laughs> so good um and then um to and then um it wasn't my favorite part but like it w- it's not fun to watch but the, the whole sequence of like when she makes the mud pie and like, you know, like her mom like traps Fred in the box and then it cuts to that scene. It, it's like, it's it, this is like a very savage emotional moment that's like hard for me to watch. But like, yeah, no, um, it so is. But like the scene where it cuts to Lizzie and like she's writing the, the letter to Fred and she's like, you know, oh, like pictures. <laughs> yeah, you know, and she's like, "Dear drop dead Fred, you were my only friend, and she took you away from me. I know. Sorry, I know. I'll see you again someday." And it cuts to to, to the present, and Fred has has her has her letter, and mm-hmm. like he and he like says, "You know, if you come back, I promise we'll, we'll run away together." And then mm-hmm. it cuts to Lizzie in bed, and she's just like, "When you went away, I just basically died inside." Um, oh, I know. <laughs> like, you know, and like all the life drained it drained out of me, and my mother knew how she all the thread. Yeah, and um, so I thought that was. I thought that was horrible. <laughs> I know, especially when she says like when she figured out what would hurt me, like she did it all the time. Yeah. Like she knew and she and and even when the when you see the mom saying it, like, oh, that's what makes you cry. Yeah. Like she figured it out and then she just like used it all the time. I was like, uh, child protective services? Like what right. is going on here? This mom is completely does not need to have any children yeah. around. Um like and then huh. um I love the final like dream se- sequence. 
Yeah, I, um, too. I, I thought it was cool. And then I love, I like the very end, how the nanny for Mickey, it like mm-hmm. storms out and she like falls into the rope trap. And um, I um, I just love how behind her there's a guy watering the lawn as if nothing is wrong. I know, I saw that. <laughs> I was like, I was looking to see if that guy was going to turn around, but she's like, ah, help. That's what she's saying. Like, and he doesn't. It's like, what happens every Saturday in the neighborhood. <laughs> He's probably like, oh yeah, it's that fucking Bunce kid. <laughs> so weird. That's so funny. Oh yeah, I like that too. Yeah. That's one of my favorites. What about you, Mike? What are some um, of your standouts? Yeah, I've got I've got four. Um, I like Charles. Love the quote. I love those breaking noises. Mm-hmm. Here's my problem with that scene too, because like Lizzie ever so slightly like flings the telephone at the window, and I know. It, like shatters miraculously. Like, <laughs> yeah, I know. Really Definitely a few. Or you got some bad poor window like installments. <laughs> I know you have some cheap windows, and then like I love the opening scene because this is how they catch you. Where it's like the interaction between like Polly and the younger Elizabeth is like Mm -hmm. Prince took me to the beautiful young girl in his arms and said, "Will you marry me?" Yes, she whispered, "I will be your princess." Elizabeth says, "Did they live happily ever after?" Polly goes, "Of course." She's like, "How do you know?" Because she was a good little girl. If she had been naughty, the prince would have run away. What a pile of shit! (laughs) (laughs) And you're like sucked in and you're like yes i know i was like yes this kid is awesome and then like um i don't have a quote for it but i love the therapist waiting room scene even though i said earlier in the, in the episode today um like how it was intimidating for me as a kid but i love when fred suddenly sees like the other kids imaginary friends mm-hmm. like the, the kids don't see their imaginary friends friends yeah, they just theirs. <laughs> and then like the um the big girl imaginary friend, I can't remember. Nanby Pamby. She's like, hello. Yeah. Um and then so Nanby Pamby. <laughs> I, I love that scene. It's it's fantastic. And then um the last one I have is like when Fred goes, Hello, snot face. Yeah, what happened to you? Look at you, you're older, you're even uglier. I'm, so, I'm gonna have to be sick all over you immediately. Lie down. <laughs> I know. I'm so funny. Like I feel like if my sunny red dog friend came now, and he would do the exact same thing. <laughs> He'd be like, "You're like, shit up. Like, wherever you go." <laughs> yeah. It's so funny. What about you? Um, Okay, well, I have just, like, some notes that I made, like, throughout the film, I guess. Yeah. I just wrote, gosh, everything horrible that could possibly happen to this woman happens in one goddamn lunch hour. (laughs) (laughs) Not even, like, an afternoon, because when she gets fired and she's, like, the court stenographer, and the guy's like, all that and one lunch hour? When she's like, I'm sorry, Your Honor, I lost my husband, my purse got stolen, my car was stolen, and (laughs) I'm sorry. And they're like, all that in one lunch hour? I was like, yeah, how did all this happen in like an hour? (laughs) That's pretty crazy. (laughs) Um, I love when she's, when uh, Fred first sees the mom and he's like, the mega bitch. (laughs) And then he's like, and then he gets right up next to her and she's like, the death breath. She killed me with the death breath. (laughs) (laughs) I think it's so funny. And then he's like, be gone, evil one. Like, <laughs> like <reigns> supreme. <laughs> yeah, she reigns supreme. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Um, and then the burglar is like my favorite. That's number one. Um, I said the makeover makes her look exactly the same as the mom. Yep. And I was like, why does the mom look so disappointed when they get home and there's that letter from Charles? 
saying like, I want you to come back home. And she's like, Charles wrote me a letter. Oh my God. He wants me back. And she's like, the mom looks so pissed. Like, don't you want your daughter to get back with her husband? She's like, that was her whole goal. Right. Yeah. That's what, that's what she said. She was like, we're going to get him back. So I was like, why the fuck is she mad? And I wrote, Oh my God. Um, it is pretty cruel and funny. Like I text you guys that, that he wrote that letter. <laughs> I love when she gets to the apartment and then she's like, I'm sorry, you have to leave. Like Charles is coming. Like I have no time for this. And he's like, oh, really? And he's like, I wrote the note. And she's like, <laughs> she like, that's the worst trick you could ever play on someone. Cause she's like visibly so mad. And then yeah. he, that's when she like pours her heart out and she's like, I really loved him. And then he's like, Oh, and then he's like, this romance, gross. I can't believe it. Oh, I love him. Oh my God. I love how he just completely like takes the piss out of her like so much. And I'm like, you're supposed to be helping her. You're literally like telling her that like she feels like shit, which is great. Um, the houseboat incident. I love that. Why does she think she sees Charles on the river? Is she lost it? She's now like thinking she sees him everywhere. Well, I thought, I, I, I guess, I, I guess I thought she said that they owned a boat during that scene so i was well yeah she says like yeah it looks just like our boat yeah i was like yeah, that, i don't remember hearing that mm-hmm. so yeah she, that's why she thought it and i wrote okay why is this boat not anchored though right. <laughs> like she just pulls away like it's a car <laughs> like she just like pulls away like the thing starts i was like that's so crazy i love when janie outs her affair in front of the office <laughs> when she's trying to like smash drop dead fred and she's like and that's for my houseboat and that's for costing me the one night that i get stepped when murray's wife is on a day out <laughs> and they're all like looking around and they look at him i was like that's super funny i love it <laughs> um uh lunch with mickey's great he's insane um and then i wrote all the imaginary friends together she gets those pills why do they send that nurse home i was like is that necessary like dramatic much like yeah right and then the nurse is a complete bitch like completely yeah, yeah I, don't like, I don't care i'm gonna have a fight with you <laughs> so she's fucking awful. i was like what the fuck mm-hmm. oh i also love when she says like we need all of these ingredients. And then she says, like, for pants pie. She's like, I need this and vodka. We're <laughs> 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 making pants pie. <laughs> what? And then I love how the dad thinks it's really funny. I was like, then bitch, take her with you. Yeah. Take her with right. you. Like, why? Like, and also there was some note too that said that because in the story Lizzie's dad is is English, mm-hmm. that that's why Fred is English because he's kind of like an extension of the dad she never had. Uh, and like the dad really playful with her mm-hmm. you know because like he didn't like the mom either and he would like say things about her in front mm-hmm. of like the mom but knew it was like the two of them like yeah we both hate her so that's why they said that like he was english like it kind of was like he was supposed to be like an extension of her dad because oh, he was around like which that. is interesting too um and i love where he's like i'm a wide-eyed loner on a doomed space mission to venus <laughs> that's so cool that's one of my favorite quotes and then i wrote okay at that wine party when uh, Fred is there and he like takes the toga off that guy. Why was he not wearing underwear? <laughs> like at the party, <laughs> this waiter was like wearing a toga and nothing else. He like went, it, he went full uh, mission, I guess. Like commando. Like yeah, it's yeah. so so weird. I love the the quote. It's not a barge. It's a river condominium. <laughs> it's my favorites. Um, and then I wrote, I always cry at the end when he disappears yeah. and they're in that dream sequence and she like goes through all of these obstacles in her life. I always cry and like tear up. And then also I wrote, I love the vicious burn at the end when she tells your mom, you should get yourself a friend. Right. <laughs> and then just, like, walks away. 
Like, I know it's so, it's so, it's not, I mean, it's funny because the mom is a fucking bitch. Yeah. So I love that she's just like, not even a man. Like, girl, you should get yourself a friend. <laughs> like, you, know, not the, you need a man, but you you need a friend first because, like, you are clearly fucked up. So I really like that that was that little end burn there. Yeah. The so I, do, I do have a random question, though. Yeah. So imaginary friends are supposed to, like Charles said, like, give a portion of like, the kid the confidence and stuff like that. But um, is Mickey's – Mickey? Yeah. Mickey's girl, like, troubled, too, because she gets Fred at the end. Or, like, I, needs that yeah, confidence. Probably. I, I, I sort of got the impression that was to show that, like, yeah, he's an imaginary friend, but, you know, he's kind of real, too, you know, like, or real on some level because, mm-hmm. you know – like um I, I guess i guess they work for like a government agency or something and get like you know like assigned to like various children you know? yeah i know <laughs> I, 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 I guess, <laughs> this is why we need more information on mickey's marriage uh <laughs> collapse because there's clearly something going on and uh mickey was uh, let's just put this in perspective that when they had that lunch and Mickey was like, I love you. I love how crazy you are. He doesn't have an imaginary friend. Yeah. <laughs> he genuinely likes that this girl is a little disturbed yeah. and has some issues. So <laughs> he in turn probably has something going on too. Because no one who's just regular would be like, oh yeah, fuck yeah. Let me throw that. Like, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> like, if okay, like calm down. Like, let's go. I wouldn't be like, yeah, fuck yeah. Oh yeah, let me go back in here. You you dropped your bag. I was like, whoa. He's like <laughs> looking for confrontation. Like, what's going on? This is so weird. Like, I can't even handle it. But yeah, I, I, I really liked watching this and discussing it. Yeah. I think it was super fun. I'm glad that we got to revisit it in our like adulthood because i haven't thought about it that deep but it's it's got something for everyone too yeah yeah good for kids but you know parents find stuff i mean shit it's uh for all those kids who like flinging snot it's amazing um (laughs) i did not do that for the on the record was not that kind of kid. Well, all but... I can say is both of you missed out. <laughs> no. You guys yeah, the table like Ren and Stimpy, too. Oh, my gosh. That's Ren and Stimpy. They're way existential. Right? <laughs> oh, Cher oh, Horowitz. Love the best. Horowitz. The best. Well, yay, we've reached the end of our discussion here. Just under an hour, so that's awesome. Like and subscribe to this podcast. Check out Mike's podcast, Chips and Dish, where we're talking... I'm talking Marvel films with him, but he's talking other films, too. Yeah, I've got some, I've got some non-Marvel, but Marvel is, like, going to be the bulk of, of the topics. Yeah, so enjoy. And all of the show notes, I'll put everyone's Instagram handles. And, yeah, we Thank will you see so you. so much for having me. Yeah, dude. Of course. This is so fun. And I guess you guys heard already what we're doing in the next one. So look forward to the next episodes. Definitely. Bye. 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 See ya.